we go, folks. Episode number 344. John and I are back again with amazing information for those of you who are real estate agents or realtors or brokers, which should be all of you, all of you. But um, today we're going to be talking about how SEO has changed. We're actually doing a companion piece to a video that I that I published called What is SEO? But really, it's going to be more how is real how has SEO changed the last five to ten years for realtors? What is the differences? So before we dive into the topic, which is so much my bailiwick, John is being so nice to me today. Um, what, um, John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to anybody that might not know who you are? Oh, great, Rob. I'm the joint founder and CEO of mail-right.com. We build really fantastic custom, semi-custom websites on WordPress for real estate agents and a digital marketing platform. It's superb. Over to you. Beautiful. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Robert Newman. I am uh, a long veteran of the real estate marketing industry, but my focus is and always has been real estate SEO. I talk a lot about it on my website, inboundrem.com, but I'm going to talk a lot about it today for those of you who are listening to the show, and John's going to talk about it a lot today too. So, I, I published a, a video called What is Real Estate SEO? And you know what the funny thing is, is that I actually think that most of you listening are probably raising your hand and saying, hey, this is boring. I know what SEO is. And I'll bet all of you a virtual cup of coffee that you actually don't know. All right. So with that in mind, everybody, buckle up. John, you already watched the video that I published. Yeah. Be honest with the listeners. Did you think that when you saw the title, you understood what SEO, real estate SEO was? And did that opinion change after you started watching the video? Um, oh, you put me on the spot, as you normally do. Uh, um, <laughs> um, you went on a different direction than, than I was, you know, obviously you were talking about video and YouTube and how that has changed the landscape. And, um, yeah, I, I, I understood because I utilise for my other business and for Mailwright, we are spending a lot more emphasis on YouTube. Um, and I understand where you, where you were coming from, but you did go in a different direction. Don't know why, but... I understood why you were going that direction. So here's here's the here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. The core algorithm. So a guy like me, he raises his hand and he says, I'm an SEO expert. And already, right there with that statement, I've lost 80% of everybody in the world. Very few people even understand what that's supposed to be. So the idea behind a search engine person, human, is that they're supposed to understand the way the search engines work. Well, in the United States, if I'm saying, oh, I'm an SEO expert for real estate, 95 to 98% of all searches are handled by Google. That There is effectively very little to no competition for Google. I'm not saying there isn't any. You could, it's a big marketplace, but Google owns it for sure. Everybody, I'm sure everybody would agree. Well, when you're talking about Google, which is now Alphabet, Alphabet and Google don't exist in the same realm that everybody remembers them existing in. The same algorithm that runs your search query for um, what is uh, what are my property taxes going to be this year? 
uh, runs the same query for where's the closest piece joint joint to me, runs the same query for can I see a neighborhood tour of Van Nuys, and it's run off the same algorithm, which is what most people don't know. There's four different sections of Google that have different little pieces that are added on on top of them, which are also part of a, you got it, search engine, but they're not the same category. So, so search has fractured. It's divided, even though it's still all search engine optimization because it's the same core algorithm on all platforms. But there's um, – the, okay. Um, there is this idea that search engine optimization is just a traditional search results thing where you go, hey, uh, real estate, Beverly Hills. That's uh, one that I used to have to focus on a lot when I was getting my career started in real estate uh, 10, 15 years ago. There was all these people asking, I want to be on the first page for real estate, Beverly Hills. And that was what we all grew to understand SEO as. You put in a search query like that, it's connected to a keyword. And that's, if we can get you on the top of that first page, that's SEO. Well, these days, if you do realtor Beverly Hills, you get a completely different looking search page. You know what I'm talking about, John? Yeah. Okay. That search page is run off an independent kernel or algorithm kernel, as well as the traditional Google algorithm. So certain parts of the regular Google algorithm and certain unique things affect that hyperlocal search result, which confuses people. And I understand that. So it basically just has different rules. What is not confusing is that the core algorithm still underpins all of it and runs certain parts of what like still runs almost all of search. Does it on YouTube? Does it on hyperlocal? Does it in the image library? Does it everywhere? So what you need to know is the little independent or unique pieces to each one of the channels that would affect real estate agents. Am I still, am I still, have I made sense? Well, I'm following it. Um, it <laughs> It's a hard one, isn't it, Rob? Because I think we probably have lost a few people. Um, but they should know what they're getting into if they've been listening to our shows, should they? This is, we like to go into the nitty gritty, don't we? Right. So the reason I'm, we're talking about this subject, again, because John decided to humor me first and foremost, but secondly, the, the other piece of this is, hey, SEO isn't what you think it is. When somebody asks you, says, hey, I'm a real estate SEO guy, say, okay, what part of SEO do you focus on? Because a lot of people get up in your face and are, are advertising individual little teeny tiny strategies that are little pieces of SEO. Like they're saying, I can get you, there's a there's hundred companies like Local EZ and many others that are focused on only on hyper-local, otherwise known as your Google My Business page. That is what they're focused on. Google is constantly making changes which confuse everybody, and I understand why. They've moved the access to your Google My profile, Business profile on the map search. So now every time you are on your phone, if you happen to have a, like, a Google My Business page, you're going to see your own page in your own locality, and you can just log right in there and start making changes. It's kind of confusing because that's not the way it works. It's a complete and total visual an operational change to the way that the algorithm used to work. So the, 
all of these things, the knowledge of what's happening currently, the understanding of what SEO currently is, that would be what SEO is and what an SEO quote unquote expert would be able to talk to you about. They would be able to talk to you about hyperlocal. They would be able to talk to you about YouTube. They would be able to talk to you about the image library or they're a very, very, very specialized SEO person because you can be uh, like an, I can identify myself as an SEO person, but say I focus on content and content alone, which means that you are really focused on traditional strategies with like long tail blog searches that connect into subjects like what are the 10 best restaurants in West Covina as an example, which, which one of our clients really ranks on the first page for that. So you can see what that looks like for a real estate client to dominate a restaurant-based search, um, which is a whole nother subject. But the idea behind SEO and what it is and what it, it's changed so much in the last five to 10 years. I've discovered that 90% of the calls I take, John, their real estate agents don't even know what to call it anymore. They're, they're sitting here going, I'm not even sure, like, like when you show them hyper-local, they're sitting here going, hey, what is, like, is this SEO? Like, what are you talking about? And it's like, yeah, it's SEO. It's just, it's just local. I can get you in front of searches. They're just the hyper-local sort, right? When you go to YouTube, can I get you in front of searches? That's the idea behind an SEO guy. Yes, I can. I can get you in front of searches if we go to YouTube. So John is, is, is tossing me, um, really <laughs> like link after link after link here. And, uh, I think he probably wants to leverage some of these digital, uh, app resources to make this job easier. So I'm going to just list off some of them. Now, AREFs I use, I consider AREFs to be an expert level tool though. AREFs will help you though with, with certain things that relate to keywords, um, vidIQ will help you with YouTube. It will give you a point and click way to optimize YouTube videos. If, if you don't want to hire a real estate XEO guy, go check out vidIQ, uh, KW finder, never used it, can't respond to it, but identifies itself as a long tail, uh, mm. keyword identifier. That would mean for those of you who just heard me say blogging, that would be a cheat to go find decent blog titles that are probably not that competitive. So you don't have to worry about the more technical or complicated areas of SEO, you write a good enough it's, blog post. I use both. Um, AREF is a real hardcore SEO tool. And because my, my two businesses, that's how we get traffic online, apart from YouTube and this podcast and another one I do, I pay for it, but it's an expensive tool. KW Finder, and we'll have the links in, in the show notes, folks, and on the video. Um, it, it's less pricey, but it's it's powerful. Um, it, you put in your proposed title and it will tell you how competitive or how little traffic, because you've got to be a bit of a Goldilocks here. You've got to find the porridge you can't have the porridge too hot, but you don't want the porridge cold. You need the pol porridge lukewarm so you can eat it. And that's the same with your page titles. 
You, um, there's no point in competing with a page title that has no traffic. But on the other hand, competing with a, a page title. And Google's a strange beast, folks. It's highly sophisticated and it's become even more sophisticated through the application of AI. But in some ways, it's a very simplistic, especially the indexing of pages and the spider technology behind that. That hasn't fundamentally changed for quite a while. Well, they modify it quite John, regularly. John, 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 indexing. Let, let, yeah, I've just, I've just gone off. I've just gone off big, and I. Okay, please. Let's. This yeah. isn't a how to do SEO. This is not a technical show. No. This is just all I wanted to communicate during the show. We're going to go to break, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to simplify what I just said. There's only four areas of current search engine, like search engine optimization, that you as a realtor should be focused on. Just four. I'm going to cover those and break it out to you as okay. simply as I know how so that you can understand which four you should be looking at and what they're going to do for you. We'll be right back. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the episode number 344 of the MailRite podcast. John and I today are talking about what is real estate SEO. As we went to break, we were giving you a couple of tools, which you can find right below. Yeah, Robert, right Rob, Robert saved me. <laughs> right before the break point. And we're going to talk a little bit more. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to simplify this because I, I was trying to give you a good ramp up a good a good ramp into why I might have something of, of value to offer you for this particular show. What is it? Why do I not think that you understand what, what SEO might mean today in 2022? Hopefully I illustrated that point. Here's the four areas of Google that a realtor should be focused on in the order of priority as it relates to lead generation. So I'm going to take what is usually the number one concern and break it out by priority. Lead generation is YouTube, hyperlocal, the the Google Image Library website. That's my opinion. Google John might agree. Might he might inter, in, like jog, juggle three and four. So that's lead generation. Okay, if that's your interest, those are the ways. If your interest is in branding which is a different strategy, a different concept, a different principle, getting your name out there, but you're not as concerned if people are calling you. The people that fall into this category are already semi-successful luxury agents and the sort. They assume probably correctly that eventually the knowledge of who they are will come back to them in the form of a handshake where they do a big transaction. I. I think a better word than branding in some, some ways is influence. Mm. I think, I know, because branding, branding, but the problem with influence is it's linked to um, social media, isn't it? But Social I think, media, correct. But I, so but, this is an influencer. I would disagree start heartily. Oh, yeah, I understand why you're, you're saying that, because of the linkage, but... 
It's a shame, really. I do agree with you, but I just think it's a shame because branding, I think it's really influencing. You, Everybody gets to call it what they will, but yeah. here's I'm going to call it branding, and mm. I'm going to say to me, John can volunteer his side of this, but to me, the four the four top things that the same system of prioritization is going to be as follows. It's actually going to be website, the funnel inverts. So branding starts with website. Um, still going to be number two is going to be YouTube. Number three is going to be it, the image library. And number four is going to be hyperlocal. Okay, which is probably confusing for a lot of people. So this one I'm going to explain. A lot of you on here are branding agents. I know I have quite a few that follow me, people who are already successful, already make a million dollars or more in GCI. And their concern is making sure that their name stays in front of their audience, okay, in every way, shape, or form possible. So websites, consider them to be like if you're thinking about art or cars or houses. The frame of your message matters a lot when it comes to branding. This is one of the few times I suggest that you go for very slick, very exciting looking websites. If you have 10 seconds to impress somebody, then impress them. You're gonna, your biggest opportunity to impress them is with a website. It's not a YouTube video. People have to click and watch YouTube videos. High net worth people have less time. That's just a fact. They're probably not on YouTube as much searching around, researching things. Their financial decisions are more not, I'm not saying they're not as important. They are. They're just going to invest their time into research differently. They're more likely to touch base with professionals, assistants, people that they trust to go out and do the research for them. What they're going to do is take five minutes to hit a business card or a link that somebody sent them, just do a quick look over and decide, does this person look reputable or not? And then take the recommendation of that other resource, most likely an employee or somebody that they trust. So an assistant, somebody, somebody like that. So website number one, YouTube is still a powerful place to deliver messaging, still has a huge audience to get out your messaging in front of. You can do some pretty slick branding videos and sponsor, and in other words, advertise to them and put your video message in front of people. And that's the only time I recommend that you do 30 second non-personalized clips because these things do not generate leads. So don't think that they do. You're not going to get phone calls off this. And then number three is the image library. Now, what I love about branding sites and what I love about luxury realtors and things like that is you inherently are representing the kind of inventory that auto-generates, as John just mentioned, it auto-generates influence if you're using his word, but it auto generates spreadability. You start off with a 10 or $20 million home that has a train that drives you around the yard, which is what Christopher just had, Christoph just had at 20, you know, 20. And it's super cool. You're going to get a hundred thousand people watching you ride around on the little choo-choo train waving as you go around, even though that's your listing presentation video. So you can do really cool things with images. Okay. You can do incredibly cool things. Some really luxury homes here in California, like the same home that I just described to you, John, it has like 
forget what it is, but like a half million dollars in statuary that's connected to the yard and the house itself. So this is bronze statuary handcrafted by an artist that that is connected to the house. They're not taking it with them. It's part of the it's part of the yard. It's part of the landscape. It's one of a kind. You take images like that, you throw them up into the image library or you put them up on Instagram, you put them up on Facebook. Yeah, you've got something that might very well go viral just on the power of the image and just being able to say that it's your listing or that you're connected to it in some way, shape or form. It's your friend, whatever it is, uh, you're co-listing it. It doesn't matter. That's a huge amount of branding appeal right there. When you come across a truly one-of-a-kind, unique property, images become an incredibly powerful branding tool and connect very well to the, four, the image library, which is the, fourth, the third wheel of the, the Google SEO algorithm. So what's number four in this particular case? Hyperlocal. Why is that the least relevant of all of them? Well, Mostly, once again, it has to do with branding, like who you like in my experience as it relates to real estate, the only agents and brokers that ever talk to me about branding are fall into two categories. Big corporate, like I'm talking to somebody at Sotheby's Luxury, somebody high up in the the chain of command at, at, at Coldwell Banker, and they're very concerned about branding. Or number two, I'm talking to a luxury agent, somebody who's dealing with like they already feel whether they're right or wrong they feel like they're going to meet somebody at a mixer and that's going to introduce them to a billionaire far more likely than they are going to find them on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere else or Google they just they just don't think those people are there i disagree but that's what they think so when they start talking about branding campaigns they just want to make sure that if they should meet one of these people and that person then turns around to look at some of their stuff, that they've got great imaging. Now, those people, those ultra-wealthy people, I don't know that they are oftentimes out there, once again, digging through reviews, looking at and placing phone calls. I have yet to tell, any of my hyper-luxury agents have yet to tell me that they've gotten a call off the hyper-local search results. Now, I can, my heart and mind could be changed if I, I saw a case study that proved I was wrong. But so far with my hundreds of clients and my 14 years experience, I've never once heard of it. So I put it at the bottom. John, do you want to do your own list or do you want to comment on mine? It's, it's really it's really difficult, isn't it? You know, because um, what the, the hyper-local, are you saying, I'm a little bit, com- not I wouldn't say confused, but I just want to clarify. Are you saying, because your own websites, you do concentrate in providing evergreen content and advice about if somebody's like doing a search like in Texas or, you know, you've got some agents in Texas and they do a search, you know, you provide advice around providing evergreen pages about the local schools, about um, particular sub sections of a particular area you know you call that content that is specifically aimed at super local to some extent so so i just want to clarify that with you um engagement is what that content is is aimed at and it has the extremely sweet side benefit of helping you rank in hyperlocal i'm not really aiming that stuff at hyperlocal per se 
It's kind of merged. It's it's intertwined. Like yes, the number one thing. Like listen, I can summarize Google. Google is easy. Whether you create a video, an image, or like it should be as useful and helpful as you can possibly make it. And failing all of that in the branding category, if you can't make it useful or helpful, or you're wondering how you're going to take a picture of a big, beautiful home and make that useful or helpful, skip that. Go talk to the most talented photographer that you know, the guy that's going to wait with his little light measure in front of the house and wait for the two minutes of the day where the lighting is perfect. And he spent 15 hours staging just the porch. Talk to that guy or girl. And get them to take the most beautiful picture that you've ever seen of this particular property. Sun in the sky, birds, you can see the flowers blooming, all of it. The little the little insects in the air. Like, get somebody to take that picture for you. Because that is a picture that is worth a million words. And it will art art and things that engage us things that inspire us absolutely count as like high quality mission driven content. Because if you truly have somebody that you're partnered with, that is that talented, what I just described, then their talent is part of your brand falls straight into the branding category because you had the eye to understand that that photographer was way more talented than the average photographer that you're dealing with. And maybe if that, that photographer knows their worth, they're charging you a lot more. So that's on the branding side. Oddly enough, that translates pretty well into, but it's hard to do that kind of image that I just described when it comes to like your standard two family home, you know, like you can't take that kind of picture of my house here in Van Nuys. It's a 1300 square foot bungalow. It's just, I, you'd have to take a close up of the, the really rare orchid I have in the front yard. And that would be the only incredibly unique garden shot that you could take. So ladies and gentlemen, those are the four categories. Now that was lead generation and branding. Okay. Those are the four categories of Google, the current Google search engine. Um, We've only got about one minute left here. So I'm going to say this, this last thing in terms of difficulty, how hard is it to learn or to rank? I'm going to let, layer it out in difficulty now. Number one hardest thing to do is get ranked in traditional search results. By far, should on average take the common person with a low skill set 18 months or longer. Somebody with a high skill set, it can take six to 12 months. Hyper local, six months, or sorry, uh, that was traditional. Uh, Hyper local is second. It does take six to 12 months as well, no matter what your skill level is, because some of the algorithm is looking for something called NAPS, name, address, phone number, and how many reviews you have. It takes most people time to collect all those things and get them housed in their, in their Google My Business profile. There's very few ways to trick it out. So it's the second hardest thing to get ranked, but it's one of the most profitable things you can get ranked for too. Number three is the image library. And a good image properly optimized, found on a nicely optimized website, can be found in the image pack as quickly as 30 days. It's one of the fastest ways to rank organically. So you can have a great blog post. It's not ranking. It's not ranking. But you go to the image library, and let's say the keyword was real estate in Beverly Hills. Well, you're not ranking anywhere to be found. You're dominated by Trulia and Zillow, blah, 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 blah. We've all heard it, right? But all of a sudden, you'll find a really cool image that you did for the title of your blog 
located in the image library. So saying that you can't get traffic for a primary heavy load keyword is absolutely false. You just might get it from the image library as opposed to the traditional search results. So, and then last but not least, and this is my favorite, hear me on this, everybody. John, can you, can you guess how long it takes a properly optimized YouTube video to get to the top of the YouTube search results? Um, depending on the competition for a particular title, because this is one of the, one of the ways I've marketed my other business, it can literally be in minutes. Correct. So, ladies and gentlemen, did you hear that? Please turn up the sound on your radios. One minute, two minutes. If you're dealing with a lot of competition, which you shouldn't be like starting off fresh and dealing with the most competitive thing anyway, it, you may never see it on the first page. But if you do something fairly specific with a limited, let's say 10 or 15 other people competing, but you did a good job, you will see your video at the top of YouTube in a, like a few minutes. And on some of mine where I'm even targeting competitive search terms, I see it on the top of the search engine search results in seven hours, seven hours compared to seven months. There is no comparison. Yet another reason why we keep beating that YouTube drum over and over again. All right. I am done. Um, so I've said all I have to say on this subject. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we would really appreciate it. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, whether you're listening to us on a podcast, whether you're on a Facebook page and watching this video, wherever you are, give us a thumbs up. Stand up if you like the show. Give us a hand and let us know how we did. We would really appreciate it. John, if I wanted to find you, call you, talk to you about websites or your anything at all, where how would I do that? You go to mail-right.com. You can book a free demo or chat with me and Adam and just have a movie over the website. I'm sure you'll find something and we'd be more than delighted to help you out. Back over to you, Robert. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a lovely website, inboundrem.com. The most recent thing I've dropped on it is my new user review for Boomtown. Now, it took two years, and I can't reveal uh, my sources, but I will say this. I got a really good client of theirs to allow me to give access. So the review is worth watching. It took forever and a day to do. I haven't reviewed Boomtown since 2017. So stay tuned for that. If that's an interest to you, it's on the Inbound REM website. We appreciate you turning in. Thank, tuning in. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time.